Now it's time for the Mark Jackson Show, and he joins us via the Ring Central guest line. What's going on, Jack? All is well. Thanks again for having me. Oh, well, thank you for showing up. I always appreciate it. I mean, we just sit here and thank each other for a while and, this, and, and then say goodbye. Yeah, that, that would be the easiest way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get right to it. Uh, did you yeah, because that's what he's looking yeah. forward to. <laughs> did you get the sense last night, I don't know if... Nervous was the uh, the appropriate word. Tentative, maybe maybe the word I'm looking for. But with, without Steph Curry out there, it seemed like early on in the game, that first quarter, when the ball wasn't in Jack's hands, that guys when they saw that pressure coming at him, weren't so much thinking about making a play, but just thinking about getting rid of the ball and letting somebody else handle the pressure. Did you get that feeling at all? Well, I mean, teams are doing a good job of scouting and. At the end of the day, we've got to find a better a better way of handling pressure. Um, when you think about uh, the success of this basketball team, one of our weaknesses uh, is one is not having guys that can make plays with the basketball. I mean, when you look at different teams, for example, you look at Miami. They certainly got two guys that can put the ball on the floor and make plays. You know, Steph Curry is is, is our one guy that has the ability to do that. And teams are, are realizing that and putting pressure on us. So we got to make the adjustments, which we will do. But I think early on, what has hurt us, and again, it hurt us last night, was turning the basketball over. Yeah. That was a team that came ready with an edge, upset about what took place in South Beach, and we didn't respond. Offensively, it seemed like they, once again, you're right about the turnovers. And a lot of them were steals, which ended up turning into fast break opportunities and you let that team get in the open court it is, it is death they are so athletic they got guys that can space a three-point line and you get the ball in lebron's hands and it's just you hope that they end up missing a shot but what about defensively when you guys were able to kind of crack the uh the pressure what what did you see that made you or i shouldn't say made you think but what did you see that allowed them to keep you guys away from the paint away from getting into your sets and away from getting quality shots that we've seen you get for the most part this year? Well, no Steph Curry. And I think yeah. that was the best case we could possibly make for him to be an all-star. You know, when you're missing, you know, Steph Curry, his ability to make plays, his, you know, his ability to facilitate and also run an offense, it, it, it was a huge difference. And they came in with the mentality that they were going to pick us out of our stuff and force guys that were not used to, you know, making plays uh, initiating offense, they they wanted to force guys to do that, and it hurt us. We didn't make the adjustment. Which, by the way, was your best line last night? <laughs> I know you weren't trying what to. Be, that? I know that, we we did a really good job of making Steph's case to be on the All Star team. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that didn't get that didn't go unnoticed. I know you weren't you weren't in a real funny ha ha mood at the point, but uh, I did enjoy the line. I was really setting it up because I'm like maybe Tobit is listening and he would bring it up tomorrow. Of course, so I'm listening. Made my night. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. He just sits there. He just sits there, out, you know, outside your office with a glass pressed against the door. Um, other than the game early on uh, at the Lakers, is this the most disappointed you've been in in this team? I I know it's different because you don't have have Steph Curry, but Given all the problems that you saw last night, um, it just seemed like you were more irritated with them than in any other loss that I've seen this year. I wouldn't say that. You know, I think the okay. Denver loss at home was uh, devastating, and we all felt it. And you know, I think it was the key point of our season last night. 
the reality is we played against a very good basketball team. We played against the champs. And they came in and they got it going and we didn't have, you know, Steph Curry. Um, that, that's not a, a license to lose a ball game, but there's a way to lose. I think the only discouraging thing was at times we were a bit passive. We didn't meet force with force. If a guy's going to pick me up, I got to scratch the offense and look to make plays. And we're learning that, which is going to be just fine. But by no means was I uh, disappointed or, or, or upset with my guys. The reality is we played some very good teams, and uh, they're, they're on top for a reason. So give them credit, and we will continue to get better. I would think because of the way Miami came in, Coach, and not having Steph, that the Denver game would be more, more upsetting than last night's game. That's a game you played very well for three quarters on the road. It's not a tough place, or it's not an easy place to go in there and get a win and give them credit for what they were able to do to start the fourth quarter on a 19-2 to run, but in watching the game, and maybe you feel the same way, a lot of the stuff that you gave them was self-inflicted. You didn't make them earn as much of it as you would have liked to. So from that standpoint, I'm wondering if that game maybe bothered you a little bit more than this game. Well, absolutely. Um, and, and the reason why is because we had thoroughly outplayed them you know, for 36 minutes. And the key part was starting that fourth quarter. Uh, Taylor's turnovers, not taking care of the basketball, fueled their transition, uh, they hurt us. Uh, and the crazy thing is you look at this last run of, of, of you know, uh, playing against good teams, our defense has been very good. Mm-hmm. That hasn't hurt us. What has hurt us is turning the basketball over, and then there's no defense in transition when you got numbers. So we got to do a better job of taking care of the basketball and uh, getting into our stuff. How important is this stretch for you guys? Uh, we know you guys have some tough games. Coming up, you've been through this grind before. Coach, player, it's 82 games, and you all add it up at the end of 82 games and see if you have enough victories to make the playoffs. So I I never put too much importance in one game over the next because there's always another one coming down the pike and then another one coming after that. But do you you feel a sense of, you know, we got to get back uh, so this thing doesn't slip, get back to, and, and you'd like to win, but just playing the style of ball that you guys have been playing. Which we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to panic. Uh, I didn't think we were the Showtime Lakers when we were balling, yeah. and I don't think we're you know a bad team right now. We're going to be just fine. We played against some very good teams, and you know as a former player, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You're going to go through peaks and valleys during the course of the year. We played uh, you know three rookies, a key part of our rotation, and for the first time in their life, they're, they're being asked to play a lot of games uh, very quickly. So there's a such thing called the rookie wall. I'm not making excuses, but it's new to them. I'm not going to panic. We're going to be, a, we're a very good basketball team. The record shows that. And, uh, we play some very good teams in loss. Uh, that's not acceptable, but, uh, I'm not going to jump off the bandwagon all of a sudden. We're going to be just fine. I enjoyed the article, uh, that Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports wrote on you telling, uh, telling the readers how you kind of, your, 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 your coaching style came to be. And a lot of it went back to your playing days in New York. For those that didn't read the article, and if you didn't, you should. It's a good article by uh, Mark Spears. You know, tell the people a little bit about what you learned in New York as a player that made you, or at least impartially, you know, formed what you are as a head coach right now. Well, I played for some Hall of Fame coaches throughout my career, and I also played for a great high school coach. Um, I learned from those guys, and and uh, Mark Spears wrote a great article. Uh, the one thing that he talked about was an incident that happened 
way back, I believe, in 1988, uh, where assistant, uh, well, where a head coach and a general manager basically, you know, disrespected me, cussed me out, poked me in the chest, and, and I was suspended a day later, or that same day, uh, for two games without pay in the headlines you know, uh, was that I cussed them out and I disrespected them. It couldn't be further from the truth. That being said, I do not believe um, that it's okay for a coach to cuss out a player or disrespect a, a player on this level, on any level, mm-hmm. but especially on this level because these are players with wives and kids. These are grown men. So what gives me the license to talk to them in a disrespectful manner and they must you know, just take it and eat it. That's that's not the way I do things. And I thought it was a great article. The one thing I will say is, even though I, I give my guys the utmost respect, I love them, and it goes the same way, I'm still going to hold them accountable. If they do something wrong, I'm going to let them know. I'm not a guy that's just saying, oh, um, things are great and all that. No, we're going to talk about uh, things you're doing that I don't like, and we're going to continue to get better. But this is the credit goes to this group of guys. I got an all-time great group of guys that are really tied in and, 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 and and uh, enjoying a great season. Well, let me ask you this. If someone isn't doing what you expect them to do uh, on the court, they're not uh, fulfilling their assignments, they're not running up and down the court, they're not competing as you would like to have them compete, without getting in their face, and that's kind of old-school coaching, although there still are some coaches that do that, and I, I agree with you. I mean, these are grown men out there, and you don't need to embarrass them in front of, uh, of 17,000 people, but how do you get them to do how do you ask them to do, how do you bring it to their attention to make sure they know that you're not very happy with the effort they're giving? You know, the crazy thing is, I mean, it's a great question, but it shows you um, where we are as a country. I don't have to go, you know, uh, using a profanity-laced uh, tyrant in order to get my point across. Come on, baby, you're better than that. You, mm-hmm. you, you gotta, that's your rotation. You got to take care of the basketball. We need you. You know, I mean, there's a million things you can say. With saying the same exact thing without using a hundred cuss words, um, we've worked on this. You, you you know what they're running. I mean, it's it's easy. Uh, and at the end of the day, I truly believe that you get more out of doing that than you do cussing a guy out and he goes back onto the floor, rolling his eyes, feeling disrespected, feeling down. Uh, my guys know I believe in them, and I'm going to let them know in, un- in no uncertain terms. I believe in them, and I'm going to hold them accountable. And then at the end of the day. The biggest weapon I have is come on and sit down next to me mm-hmm. and uh, watch how it's done. I'm going to find somebody to do it my way. I I don't know. I'm I'm in favor of the odd profane word now and then <laughs> to get your point across. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be? Well, you know, every once in a while, just to catch them by surprise. Well, I think if they don't do what you want them to do, you just bring them over to the bench and say, "Do you want me to link you to Manti Taylor's girlfriend?" <laughs> we're like no not really I knew, I, 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 I knew that was going to happen <laughs> hey a lot of credit that they, he waited till like the last couple of minutes <laughs> I thought he was going to lead with it do you think has that changed and I know you're not keeping track of what the other coaches are doing on their sideline you're concerned with what you're doing with your team on your bench throughout the course of the game is that something that you think has changed? Uh, I, I haven't even really thought about other coaches that are that are that are coaching right now, as opposed to maybe a decade ago. But do you has that changed a little bit? Do you think across the league? I'm not really sure. Uh, I think it depends on the individual. And yeah. There's no knock on that brand of coaching. There's some all-time greats that coach that that way, and there's mm-hmm. some players that prefer being coached that way. Well, they can't play for me because they're not going to get that from me. Uh, we, we I'm going to coach them tough. 
uh, we've seen, you know, cussing out referees. That's not going to happen. At the end of the day, they got they got families, they got you know wives and kids. They're doing a job to the best of their ability. So what am I getting out of disrespecting them because they made a mistake? At the end of the day, I'm going to make a mistake. I made a mistake during the course of the game last night, uh, and so did the referees, and so did the players. So if I was playing for you, and I said, Jack, look, man, I just. I'm not the biggest self-motivator, and I, I I really need you before the game, maybe during the game a couple of times. Can you please just MF me a few times to get me going? <laughs> You'd say, no, sorry, Tom, I can't do it. Well, two things. First, you would never play for me. That's, that's one thing <laughs> I want to clear up right now. The second thing I would probably, you know, the thing is you, you can't play for me because that's not going to happen. If that's what you need, then you can't play for me because that's not in my – my uh, repertoire, and I would go right to you know Bob Bob Myers' office or uh, uh, Joe Lakeup, and we'd discuss finding you a, a better place. And he'd say, and he'd what, say, would, and he'd say, get this mf'er off my roster. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, would you be willing to do it just for, in casual conversation? Then, <laughs> if it's not a good coaching tool, I mean, just to make Tom feel at ease in a social situation. <laughs> No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I can tell you what he's saying is indeed fact. I mean, look, I I played with Jack for a year, and playing with him for a year, I can't say we've known each other for 20, but you get a good idea of what what a man's all about, what his character's all about, and that's the way that's the way he played. I mean, he wasn't a guy in a league that there was a lot of curse words flying around on the bench, on the court, in the team buses, on the planes, all that stuff. Jack was not... He was not one of those guys. I mean, he was a guy that went out there and just wanted to gain respect by playing hard, and he would talk to you. So it doesn't surprise me at all. That's the way you coach, Jack. Well, I appreciate it. And, I, and I, in this league, you know, the credit goes to the guys. Yeah. Uh, you can try whatever way you want. At the end of the day, you got to have talent, and you got to have guys that, that buy into what you're trying to accomplish. And I know for a fact he didn't curse because he would have after I beat him for the 10th straight time in Madden. And not just beat him, just owned him. <laughs> I knew Owned I, I mean, it was embarrassing. <laughs> the story gets greater and greater as as, as it's told more and more. As it far was, as I remember, it was I embarrassing. Used to dominate you. You stick around by by the middle of February. Dominate. It will be how he beat you thirteen times at Madden after I going felt, for forty one. I felt horrible. I felt bad. I used to play with the uh, the, the remote control upside down just to confuse myself a little bit. I'd push the wrong button just to give him a chance. Still didn't work. He'd run right into me. Oh. Horrible. <laughs> you're, you're a piece of work, man. Oh, brother. Hey, Jack, we got to <laughs> run. But it is uh, always uh, a pleasure to talk to you. Do you have any, I guess I should ask you, and I know you guys don't play the uh, the the timetable game, and neither would I. If somebody asked me when someone's coming back, I would say, well, when he's healthy. That's when he's coming back. Right. That being said, I'm on this side of the mic, so I guess I should ask, do you have any idea, like, how the Hankel is feeling, how he responded to treatment, and is this something you see lingering on, or you don't really have a good grasp of it yet? Well, I'm not a doctor, that's first of all, but yeah. I will say I don't see it lingering on. I see it as a freak play that happened during shoot-around. We don't even go live and shoot-around. It was a, a long rebound, and he went to go get it. Another guy was there and basically tweaked his ankle. But um, we'll continue. He's on the trip. We'll continue to treat him and to see how he responds, but I don't see it as, as being – of something that's going to linger. And real quick, should I read anything into being out at the game last night and seeing Andrew Bogut? Uh, it's twice on Wednesdays I've been out there, and I see him out there shooting around, not really running up and down, but shooting free throws and going through a few big man drills. Should I read anything into that? 
No, it's great to have him on the court, and we're going to continue to treat him and continue to do his rehab and and uh, play that by ear. But you know, we're going to be very patient with him and and see how he responds uh, day to day. Hey, Jack, always appreciate the time, my friend. Good talking to you, and we'll look forward to doing it again next week. Thanks again. All right, good talking to you. All right, Jack, appreciate it. Seriously, he's one of those guys who didn't curse. What if somebody could prove to him that medically, if he cursed at Stephen Curry's ankle, it would get better faster? He just laughed. Why didn't he ask him that? Well, he might have said yes. Because I'd curse at Bogut's ankle, too. (laughs) (laughs) 